Welcome to Align Your Practice, an exploration of the seamless relationship between the business of chiropractic and the future of natural health care. Join us as we engage with an array of talent, from seasoned experts to passionate new entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Esposito. Welcome back to Align Your Practice with Dr. Joe Esposito. We're excited today to have Dr. Brian Willey in the studio. We're going to be talking about starting a new practice. Brian, how are you? Fantastic, man. I'm, I'm excited to talk about the journey. I understand there's going to be a lot of students and new docs listening to this, so um, I think this would be a worthwhile conversation for them to have some context and onboarding of what's possible for them. Yeah, so we're talking doctors that may be an associate for a decade. There could be a doctor that's never thought about this, like you told me in your story offline of uh, not planning to open a practice right off yeah. the bat. But think 10 years down the road, being in practice and being like, uh, I, I think I want to open my own. Like, that's a daunting feeling. Like, what do you do? Or a student. So let's kind of break this down. Um, how do you want to approach this? Because I know you've done it. If you want to go back to that time, I know you were an associate in a line life practice. Yeah. I only had a year to learn the systems. And then uh, I, I was going to move back to, or, you know, uh, practice in my own hometown and wanted to, and just knew that I wanted to be home. And if that was going to happen, I had to open my own practice. Uh, and so um, I had the, the amazing blessing of having a year to be in the systems, but I only had a year to be in the system. So it, it was uh, it was kind of a daunting uh, or a scary proposition, but it's something that I just knew I had to do. So you went down the practice that we helped you purchase. Was that the first opportunity or did you look at empty buildings or go back? To no. That? Joey, that was the opportunity. That was the only opportunity. Uh, and so this doc was getting ready to retire. Um, he was seeing, I think, 25 people a week, you know, a couple of days a week in the practice and just in the afternoons. So it was a great opportunity to have a physical space that was built out, you know, for a chiropractic office already um, and have some sort of, you know, patient base to work off of. But I mean, walking in there, there were no computers, Joe. <laughs> I mean, I'm, this is, I know for some of these young docs listening, they can't even fathom that, but, you know, this is. You know, <laughs> 2000, I don't know, 10 years ago. And uh, I mean, it, there was a major technological gap, but there was some substructure to work off of there. And it was like the only opportunity that I had. And so um, I asked you to help me out and with that transition. And, you know, I'm a, a year out of school. I'm, I've been a chiropractor for a year. I know how to adjust and see patients. But the, the idea of like trying to buy a practice and the idea of like trying to negotiate a lease and the idea of all these other pieces that I was not fluent in was terrifying. And you were amazing. You, you were a big help on that space. Yeah. It's uh, interesting when you're buying a practice, most doctors sell the practice based on how much money they need to buy their boat or to retire. And they pick a number and that's a number they use to sell. So many of the deals that I've helped doctors do literally is about 50% less per cost than what the price was. But I would never ask if I was buying a practice, I would never try to negotiate 50% off because I wouldn't know what value was. Unless you're in the market of buying practices and you know what an authentic value is, you know what the market value is, uh, I can authentically look at someone and say, it's worth half of what you're asking. <laughs> and uh, no matter what anger they have, value is value. And it's important to for us to help you as a student or a, a doctor that's looking to go to practice because those first six months of the getting into new practice, the amount of mistakes, the amount of cost and the amount of time of those mistakes, a wrong sign of a lease of five years, 
it could be troublesome. It's five years of your life. Uh, purchasing a practice overvalued, that could put you in bankruptcy. There are really serious uh, issues and risks that occur that I've realized over that first six months that I've come to commonplace for me because I've done it many times. But when I really sit down and list them out, there's a lot of uh, potential for mistakes in that early on in the first stages, right? And Yeah, and pause there for a second. So as chiropractors, like we're very passionate people. So when you get into that space, you're thinking, yes, yes, sign wherever, yes, right here so I can open my door so I can start seeing patients. And, you know, I can have vivid memories of being in that space and um, like you negotiating back and forth, like, Joe, can we just get this done, man? I want to, I want to go. <laughs> and, you know, and you start to make bad decisions because you're so excited to help people and start and build a practice that you don't have somebody in your corner who's fluent in these conversations and who have your best interests at heart to set you up to be as successful as possible, not just in the moment you open your doors, but like you said, potentially five and 10 years down the road, depending on a deal you're signing. It's funny. I just had recollected back then. I didn't have this this vivid thought, uh, the, the vivid image, but I remember you being uncomfortable <laughs> because when I'm negotiating the price and it's like we're a chiropractor, so we hug everyone. We love everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sounds like a good price. Give me a hug. <laughs> so I was very uncomfortable because you're you're a lover as well. So it was kind of like uh, yeah, you uncomfortable. Like oh, Joe, you just gotta stop. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we got we, we purchased the practice, and and I really like that style of a practice to purchase. Just some open advice to those that are listening. I like a practice that's well built in a good part of town that may not be successful. I know our systems work, and if we implement them in the right location, we don't have to pay top dollar. We don't have to pay for the, the booming practice with the, the high cost because there's risk, especially if you're a student, there's a lot to learn. So I'd rather you us find you if we team up together or if you go out on your own. We'd love to uh, you know give you that guidance to buy something that may be smaller, but it's a, it's a nice layout. And then using the systems, you can build your own practice. It doesn't have to be large. Like Brian, if you bought that and it was a million dollar practice and I pushed you to get a loan for 600 grand, and even if you got it, you, you would have shrunk it down to the size of what you think you could handle, right? Wouldn't you agree? Definitely. Trying to, and then, and then, you're, you're, then there's, you have issues of authenticity. You know, you're trying to fill in shoes of somebody that was their doctor before. So then as, as the, the new doc, you're trying to, you know, blend between, you know, what you think that your pa these patients want to hear and feel and, and experience versus what you may be able to deliver. So I completely agree with you, man. I was seeing, like I said, I think the practice is like 25 over four days. So it's like six, seven <laughs> patients a day, but you know, it's, imp I think it was, it was really helpful to, to be in the, the, the rhythm, you know, and be adjusting patients on a daily basis and be able to, you know, uh, feed that beast, you know, in, in the chiropractic mindset and being able to serve and be, and be a doctor. But then it also gives you a lot of opportunity, uh, you know, in downtime or, you know, other shifts to be able to go out and try to grow the practice and market as well. Because that can be daunting, man. I, I didn't experience this, but I imagine there's some docs when they open their doors, they have no patience. So like that, the, um, the urgency at those marketing events can be really hard, especially when you're hearing no a lot. So being able to step in and being able to have that, you know, uh, adjusting rhythm while you're building your practice was very, very helpful for me. So in, in Align Life, when we launch a new practice, we have three tracks that happen at the same time. So if you're a doctor opening your own practice, it's hard to do all three because it's probably just you and maybe one staff member. So the, the leverage the, uh, of Align Life to actually scale and get to profit as soon as humanly possible, because the reason 
80% of business fail in the first five years is cash flow. They run out of money. So we have to really be on purpose to get to a point of, of driving profit. And we do that by handling it three ways. The first <clears throat> is the, uh, the build out or the conversion, making sure the rooms are set up well. If we have to take down a wall or redo the front desk, add computers, whatever we have to do to make that center efficient for growth. That's one flow. We have a team of people that do that. Uh, people that looking at leases, purchasing, um, build out, construction, all of these components. That's one. The second one is training, making sure that you're trained, you're scripted, you know, flows and process efficiencies of uh, communication and, uh, and your staff as well. That's the second one. And the third one is marketing, building your website, doing your social media, getting all those things, your Google My Business, everything's set up, everything's unified with the same congruent information to scale. To do all three of those by yourself at the same time, I don't know how you could uh, because first you have knowledge then you don't have the, the skill sets to do. It's just a lot. So um, it, it's a little more refined, actually a lot more refined over the last 10 years, Brian. So you may not have had that refinement as I'm expressing now, but you probably remember the onboarding cycle that there was a checklist that we went through. Talk us through some of that or, or your thoughts on what I'm saying on these three. All of it, yeah. Like You don't know what you don't know. And like I said, I'd been you know in this system for a year, but in the role of an associate doc, not as you know a clinic owner. And so you're 100% right about, you know, the setup and the layout of a practice. Like, you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, when when somebody, you know, is experienced as you are, or, you know, people on the Alive team are saying, now this is how the flow should go. And, and I think this is where, you know, a report room should be. And this is how you should set it up. It lets you not learn from failure and have that scar tissue to be able to just say, okay, if this is the best way of doing this, then let's, you know, focus on something else. And in the beginning, these new docs, you know, you have a whole lot of time. And it's easy to um, rely on that time. But like you said, I love what the word you said, efficiency. That's one of our core values as a practice. And being able to focus on how to be as efficient as possible, even if time is something that you have a lot of, is a great mindset to be in from day one. Uh, the second piece you said about, you know, training. You know, it's one thing. Like I said, I'd had a year to learn scripting and, you know, how to communicate um, effectively with a patient and do a consult or new report of findings, it's another thing for your team to know how to do that and be able to communicate and how to answer a phone and how to handle objections and um, how to, you know, handle, you know, adversity, you know, on a daily basis um, was huge too. And like you said, when we started, it's one team member. I mean, we have six now. So it's amazing that, you know, once you get into that rhythm and, and have everybody, you know, on the same page and training the same way and saying the same things, the quality control there is amazing. And as you continue to scale and build your practice, that's what everybody wants. They don't want, you know, uh, their finger and thumbprint on everything. They don't want to um, control everything. They just want consistency, you know, and they want to make sure that they have transparency in what's going on. Um, so it totally speaks to, I can vividly remember, you know, that piece of it as well. Yeah, and it's interesting because uh, looking at some, uh, you know, I've been in the profession over 25 years. I talked to colleagues and one of the issues they run into, even those that are very successful, is their operations manual is not updated because they're busy running a practice and their manager's busy. So it's it's good. It's like 70% accurate and about 30% not updated with all their dynamic growth and changes they've made. But once you lose more than 5% of value inside of a, the manual, you just don't use it anymore because you have to tell the staff, well, that's not updated. You know, we do that a little different. And, you know, this is kind of like that, but we don't kind of, you know, 
do the full thing here. Then when you onboard a new staff member, you don't even use it. So now the, your manager is training someone at the front desk, and then the front desk is training the next person. And it's like <laughs> a telephone game, right, where you're trying to do the telephone game and the story changes. <laughs> then you're like, what did they say at the front desk? Where did that come from? Yeah. And it's Right? It's transmitted through. So one thing we're proud of Align Life is we update the operations manual literally every 90 days uh, to make sure that it's 100% accurate that you follow it. And that's something uh, – how do you feel about that in that are you going back to the manual or is that a struggle? Or how do you feel with that? <laughs> the beauty of, of having an amazing team is that you, you don't have to be awesome at everything. You just have to have a team that's awesome at everything. So I can't personally speak to you know being in the <laughs> – but our office manager does and trains within that space. And we just onboarded somebody literally last month. So, I mean, I know that that's happening on an ongoing basis and it ensure it's quality control that everybody's doing the same thing the same way in the right way. Um, and that's critical as you continue to grow and to have quality control and make sure you're delivering at your absolute highest level. Yeah, that's great. Um, so you're uh, <clears throat> finish up with launch, the launch process. Um, there are, you know, when we're talking about purchasing practices, like those of you who are on the call, you may not have, you think, I don't have enough finance. I've never trained a staff. I've, you know, there's going to be a lot of doubts in your mind. I just want to spend a moment on, on the mental journey, the, uh, the talk track that, that we have. I know I had in my first practice. I was just literally paranoid. That was the word I would use. <laughs> I got I, I'll tell you a quick story of my 25 years ago. This is a funny story, but I remember I was in Gold's Gym. It's my first practice I opened that you played some time in. Mm -hmm. And I sat in the room, and this is, you know, before we even used computers for notes. And uh, and we sat on the floor because I didn't have any chairs. And I had two staff I hired. Uh, but I didn't know what they were going to do. I didn't have job descriptions. Someone told me to hire two. So I hired two. So we're sitting on the floor, and I said, uh, can you take notes? She says, well, we don't have pens. I'm like, okay, well, remember to get pens. Uh, call. Can you call to see if uh, uh, Office Depot is open? She says, we don't have phones. I'm like, okay, well, all right, let's have a meeting next week. <laughs> like I, when I we have phones and pens. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it taught me from that first day that, well, if you look at the onboarding process of Align Life now, it's literally like 300 steps. Align Life does 200 of them. We do the 200 of the work, but you know what we're doing. We know what you're doing, and it's a checklist. And it's it's a long checklist, but it's every little piece from your uh, opening a merchant account to getting the phones, and it's all in the right order. So I, I can't tell you how much time, effort, and scar tissue when someone just sees this list. Oh, it's a checklist. I'm like, no, no, no. This no. is a perfected. <laughs> this is a success process. list. <laughs> yeah, it's a success <laughs> list. Yeah. That the amount of pain that we remove from that list to make sure it's in order at the right time. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. there's a lot behind the scenes on that. Go back to, hold on, go back to what you were talking about, about, um, you know, it made docs may not have like the finances set up on that front end because what was, what you were a big help with in the franchise um, was, is, you know, when I opened our practice, I thought I was like doing amazing and I had 4,000 bucks saved up to be able to like open this practice. <laughs> and then, uh, and then it was like, well, you know, we can probably open it for, you know, X amount. I want to say it was like 30 grand. And that's, that was like razor thin at that time too. 
but you know, you brought in another doc, which was a complete foreign concept to me that somebody, uh, you know, a chiropractor wants to be a part of helping another chiropractor be successful and um, became a partner, you know, as we opened Springfield, it would have never happened. And I can remember being, you know, at a restaurant with you and this partner and like jotting down, like what our organization was going to look like and the structure of it and having conversations that I felt like um, I was an alien, like an outsider, like how, what is this? So like, will you speak to a little bit about like, yeah. not all, you're not necessarily specifically and you know, how you helped us, but that there is a network of docs that are literally ready to be able to support and help somebody if they decide like, I want to branch out and I want to open my own practice as opposed to starting as an associate. We just did one in uh, Canton, Georgia recently and a, a doctor in a line life funded another doctor. And don't get me wrong. The doctors are funding are making a great return on their money. It's a fair return. So it's an investment strategy. And I only invest in things that align with my core values. So most of my investments are in health in some way, shape or form, because that's my belief system. So a lot of chiropractors, same way, especially in our tribe. I really enjoy seeing that because I see the heart of the giver uh, through the journey when they watch that person succeed. And no matter who they are, they're touched that they help that person launch. And then the, the, the appreciation from the doctor. And I love it being inside of one family who's committed to serving, uh, serving the world to better health. So yeah, Brian, I can't say enough about that. I actually like doing that more than I like getting them to a banker and going through nine months of paperwork to try to get the banking. Uh, it's just so, so cool to uh, have that opportunity. But yes, we have outside investors. We have chiropractic investors. We have SBA relationships. We have uh, many other different sources of money. Doing this for 25 years, I've taken people from bankruptcy to million-dollar practices. And you can't do that without having some way of getting money <laughs> because you know they, they just don't have the experience. So, so if you're on the call and you're looking for, that's a gap. It's not that you can show up with nothing. You either need a credit score, you need experience, you need a few dollars, you need, there's, you have to show up with some component and we'll help massage it into a plan to generate or, or locate cash to help you open your practice. But to me, societies doesn't have enough chiropractor. When I see, I'm going to go on a tangent because it's my vision mindset is, uh, you know, when I see the pain and the suffering in the world. The, the lies, the abuse to medication, the unnecessary surgeries, it just fuels my fire to, uh, to help, uh, you know, and I use Align Life as a vehicle. I'm not just Align Life centric. I'm a, uh, a servant for this profession on the board of one chiropractic, you know, just wanting to serve the world with uh, better healthcare, telling the truth to people. So anything I can do inside Align Life or outside Align Life to help doctors get into the ability to serve is uh, extremely meaningful to me. And that's, and that's possible through what we're talking about within, you know, this investment structure, because not only is, you know, a doctor able to go out and we get to add more chiropractors to the profession and be successful. But then a lot of times that investor, you know, especially in my case, that investor is invested in not just the success of, you know, you as a person, as a business, but as the practice and helping the practice grow. And if you have outside investors that aren't people in chiropractic, they just want to see the business grow. But when you have chiropractors, you know, investing in the success of not just the patients, but the profession, like that's an amazing place that, that everybody wins. Like the investing doc wins, the new doc wins, the profession or patients win. It's, 
it's a it's a it's a cultural um, growth that I think I don't know I don't know it exists in a lot of places, and I was amazed to even see that that was something that it, that was uh, a possibility. Yeah, I, I didn't think of it that way, but that, I like that because it's, uh, it's it's so true. There's a lot of energetic connection there that's very deep. So that that's awesome. Um, so if anyone has any question that's uh, listening or viewing this podcast, please reach out to Align Life. You can go to alignlife.com and you can reach out and we'd love to have a conversation to help you. Whether or not you're interested in the movement that we've created, we're here to serve chiropractors. So we'd love to have a conversation so we can guide you in any way to reach your potential. So Brian, thanks again for uh, your time, your your expertise, your commitment to this profession and, and to your community. Really appreciate it. to you, brother. This episode was brought to you by Align Life Chiropractic and Natural Health Centers. If you're interested in creating your dream practice or want to know more about Align Life, go to alignlifepodcast.com.